This Hornets Day Media Bonanza episode is presented by SeatGeek. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code LOHORNETS for $20 off your first ticket purchase. Hey, the 2016-17 season for the Charlotte Hornets, it's kicked off. Let's do it. Let's talk some hoops and stuff. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Hornets presented by Hive Talk Live. It's Hornets talk for the hardcore fan coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson, joined by someone who whose hair has been described as very presidential, and he has a great temperament, David Walker. That is 1,000% true. I have the greatest temperament. <laughs> you have all of the great temperaments. Okay, great. I have all of the great stuff. Listen, man, this is a, a great episode because we finally we got to hear from, from Coach Clifford. We got to hear from the players. You're going to hear some yep. of those sound bites in a moment, but we get to actually... So we're still speculating a little bit. We're still projecting some things into the future because we haven't seen them, you know, actually play basketball yet. But it's it's more concrete than than normal. So we have a big show ahead. We're going to talk about the big stories coming out of Media Day. Uh, after this episode, I'm off to cover the first practice at Spectrum Center uh, of the season. Training camp kicking off today. So we'll have more of that tomorrow. Uh, also, Justin Thomas from ESPN 730 is ahead with his thoughts uh, about what Kimball Walker had to say at Media Day. A lot of stuff from the captain should be a good uh, interview there. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Podcast on your favorite teams delivered week daily. Panthers fans, head over to iTunes after the show and subscribe to the Locked On Panthers podcast with host Steve Reed. If you have a question or a comment or you want to sponsor the show, make sure you head over to uh, buzzbuzz at hivetalklive.com. That's the email. Email those questions in when you can. Okay. Let's get into the big stories of Media Day 2016 for the Charlotte Hornets. David, I think the biggest story came from Clifford's press conference. He's he's sure about most of his starters, Kimba Walker, Nick Batum, MKG at the three, Marvin Williams at the four. But how about that five spot? Let's hear from Coach. I literally don't know at that position. You know, they're going to play. Like, obviously, Cody's going to play. A lot. He's a good player. Roy's a good player. But the one thing we do have to figure out is who plays well with who. You know, what groups will play better together. You know, they're both going to play. I'm just not sure how we're going to do it. Hearing there from Coach Clifford, both Zeller and Hibbert will play a lot, but who gets that starting slot is still to be determined at training camp. David, I was, I'll admit I was kind of wrong about this. I really thought that Cody Zeller, and I was on the record as such, would be the presumed starter, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, I think a lot of people were that were at least you know, closer to the team, followed them, um, and maybe watched them a little closer last year or just were more familiar with Cody and, and Coach Clifford, but on the flip side of that, Doug, we've talked about it all along, you know, this situational starter scenario that Clifford will play into a lot. Um, you know, you saw it sometimes last year. And 
it also, I think it speaks to a little more faith they have in Roy Hibbert, and maybe they're a little more excited uh, than some of the, the folks would have believed as well. You know, I mean, if they think he can step in there and start, um, at least at times, I mean, from that from that soundbite, it certainly thinks he's going to start some. Um, so that means they do have a certain level of confidence in him, which is good. It's just uh, maybe not so great for Cody because you would think at this point he'd be ready to kind of step up and be that starter. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anything is definitive yet. I think everything that I gathered yeah. was that you know training camp would have a lot to do with that. Not in, and, and not just so much in terms of their individual performances, but how they played uh, well with with the rest of either the starters or if, if one guy played better with the bench. Um, I think that you know Clifford would go on to say that he actually would expect Hibbert uh, to help with the team's three point defense. And you go, hey, wait a minute. Roy Hibbert's a he's a shot blocker. He's a he's a paint defender. Why would he help with three point defense? Well, since the Hornets did not have a dedicated shot blocker last season, a lot of their defense was focused on stopping drives at the rim before they ever got there. And the way you do that is to sag down and then and then try to recover best you can to the three point line. And so a lot of those games where teams shot the ball really well from beyond the arc was by design, by by design of the defense, because they wanted to keep easy baskets out of the hands of their opponents. But it, it seems like Clifford likes the idea of having that rim protector, and he you know he wants to play offensively. He wants to play four out, one in. If MKG can shoot the ball well, then you can play that either with Hibbert or Zeller. Here's here's what I think, David. We've heard Clifford say over and over already that um, the offense may take a step back the defense could take a step forward and I, f- I feel like if he feels that way that that they may win more games uh, or or, or th- they're going to play better defensively than offensively then maybe with the starting unit you go with the guy you know is is could play better defense and that's Roy Hibbert maybe I'm just trying to think about what his what his thinking would be there yeah, I mean, you know this much about Clifford. He's giving us what he really thinks, right? I don't think it's a, like a ploy for motivation necessarily for Zeller. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that um, – I think that we'll, – I, I don't know. I mean, don't you think they'll, they'll both have starting situations, right? They'll both see some starting times. Um, Definitely in preseason. I, I think he, yeah. he normally has – you know, Steve Clifford is the kind of guy that normally has his, his his situation locked in by the time the season rolls around. I don't think he'll be messing around with the starting lineup at the beginning of the season. But And, and he did mention that even if Cody doesn't start – and Cody Zeller uh, said during media day that he isn't concerned about starting. Uh, Coach Clifford yeah. said that Cody Zeller is not concerned about starting – and, uh, you know, I think you, what else can you do but take them at their word and see how they react to it in the season? And Zeller right. has not been, it, this has been his whole career. He hasn't been a presumed starter his entire career. In fact, he's been rumored in trades most of his career. So this isn't going to be anything outside the norm. Whereas you look at Hibbert, and I've said, oh, I've said many times, you know, he, over the past six seasons, he's only not started one game that he's played in. And, you know, so it would be a very different thing for him to come off the bench. So that could be uh, that could be a yeah. factor as well. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the last thing on this, Doug, I mean, maybe Clifford just sees that difference that you have when you put Roy Hibbert out there. I mean, it's a couple of inches right from the center position, but it does make you just a longer team and a taller team overall, obviously. 
And when some of these matchups, some of these guys, some of these division teams are going up with, they will have an inside presence. So Clifford, you know, defense first, obviously. And that's what Hibbert is as well. So maybe he's just thinking, you know, it'd be kind of nice just to be a little bit bigger out there, a little bit uh, taller to start off with and, and, and take it from that standpoint. But an interesting development on day one, Doug. Interesting development. It was not the only one there on Media Day. And, you know, the offseason, we're putting that away. Media Day is the official start of the 2016-17 season. And, David, I'm already seeing Hornets single-game tickets listed on my SeatGeek app uh, SeatGeek makes uh-huh. buying and selling tickets online super easy by searching multiple ticket sites to make sure you're getting the best price for the best ticket. SeatGeek, they, they price compare for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. Some of you might be like me and want to wait on certain events to get closer, see where the prices are. Well, I just... Figured out today that you can track multiple events that are in the distant future, like, say, the Hornets games, and easily keep an eye on the best deals right from your phone. So go ahead and download the app. Start keeping an eye on things as we approach the season and the preseason, two games at home. Here's the best part. Our hardcore Hornets fans get a $20 rebate off their first purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code. Enter promo code LOHORNETS, that's L-O-HORNETS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOHORNETS today. So one more thing on this Zeller-Hibbert starting battle training camp situation. Our friend Adi Joseph of Sporting News asked Coach Clifford about Marvin Williams' role on the team last season and how that could change with a rim protector like Roy Hibbert. Let's listen to what Coach had to say about that. I see Marvin as still very much an organizer, a communicator. Uh, You know, his intensity, his intelligence, you know, on the defensive end, really, I think, was our biggest strength last year. And now if you put him beside, you know, really an elite rim protector, uh, and an elite small forward who can guard primary scorers, I think that it may even bring out more of his, you know, exceptional ability to, to both be an individual and team defender. Okay, so David, I think this speaks to a couple of things. I think it speaks to, again, Clifford's obsession with playing the right playing group. So if he feels like Roy yep. Hibbert plays better with Marvin Williams and MKG, then that's who's going to start. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with who's the better player. But I also think it has to do with who's the better player because I think that Clifford believes. <laughs> I know I just I knew what I knew what I was saying when I said it. Don't worry. I, because I think that Clifford believes that if if Roy Hibbert can overcome some of the mental things that have happened to him in, in terms of his game, I think he still thinks that Roy Hibbert has the physical tools to be an elite rim protector, to be a possible all-star talent. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to remember as well. And, and I think you're right. I think if we're being completely fair, this does say a, a lot about where Cody Zeller is in his career, that that after he played really well last season and, and did, some thing, did some nice things for the Hornets, but it wasn't enough to, to give him the benefit of the doubt in this situation. Yeah, that's a great point. I didn't think about the Marvin uh, scenario either. Uh, you know, we've talked about how much they asked of Marvin last year from a rebounding standpoint, from a defensive standpoint. So if they want to keep 
also the three-point uh, you know additions that he gave them last year. You have MKG to take up some slack on the defense, obviously, and you have Hibbert to hopefully go in there, maybe get some rebounds, and 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 again be that guy next to Marvin playing defense. So you know that's another way to look at it. And yeah, you know you're right. I mean, I think that look, Hibbert's been there. He's been an all-star. They didn't bring him in here if they didn't think you know a rebounding or the rebounding from last year was a possibility for him. And at the very least, right, if he could get back to close to what he did in Indiana, then that's going to be a big boost for this team. So um, that's another factor probably in this scenario. And um, if they're feeling that good about him, that's a good sign. Because like we've seen, I mean, you know, it was a, it was a mixed signing, mostly based off of what he did last year in Los Angeles. Probably not totally fair, but uh, a big year, obviously, for Roy Hibbert. And it sounds like he's saying all the right things, too, just that he's going to come in and contribute. And between Clifford and uh, Patrick Ewing, you know, it may be a good fit for him. Want to get to a, a couple of these other notes that we have? Probably roll through these pretty quickly, David, so we can get to Justin because that that uh, the, the, what he got from Kemba or, or what Kemba had to say was was pretty outstanding. So we we, we want to hear from from Kemba. Speaking of Kemba, uh, Kemba was the topic of com- was a topic of conversation at the Steve Clifford press conference. If you'll remember, Kemba Walker, right after the season ended, right after that playoff series ended, had off-season knee surgery. We didn't talk a lot about this, David. It, it, I, I guess because in August, you know, at the beginning of August, he said that he was fully recovered. So you know, it seemed like he was putting it behind him. So we didn't talk a ton about this. But Kemba Walker had a procedure to repair a torn meniscus in his left knee. He played on that in that playoff series. Outstanding. I mean, that's unfathomable uh it was the same knee he injured in early 2015 that caused him to miss six weeks uh steve reed tweeting from that press conference clifford said kimball walker is not all the way back yet and may be limited in contact as training camp gets underway tomorrow they will uh basically clifford said they're going to monitor his workload and kimball walker said a little bit of the same thing that he he is recovered but you know he's a little bit older now, and they just want to be precautionary about what they do early on to to make sure that they don't uh, have an incident where they lose him at the beginning of the season. David, are you worried? Yeah, I mean I'm a little bit worried. That's not what you want to hear from anyone, especially Kimball Walker, your leader, going into training camp. He does say he feels good, right? I mean it doesn't sound super serious. You just it's not the right foot to start off on and we saw this two years ago when a bunch of guys were nicked up and dinged going into the starting training camp and they stumbled out of the blocks there and we've talked about this schedule and how they can get off to a pretty decent start here so you want everybody to be full strength I mean there's no reason to sound the alarm just yet but we want to see Kemba get back up to speed as soon as possible certainly monitor him as much as need be hold him out of whatever preseason games you want uh, the main goal is to get him ready for the start of the season. So there's a little bit of worry factor. I mean, I have to admit, what about you? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you're always concerned. I mean, we'll get a chance to ask about it at training camp uh, this afternoon. But yeah, I mean, you, you. it's good that they're being precautionary. I think it, it yeah. uh, signifies how um, how much of a, a leadership role he's taken on this team and how he's matured as a player that you know you, you wouldn't push to immediately uh, go into contact and we have to remember too uh, Kimba Walker this was a note from media day uh, Roy Hibbert mentioning that Kimba had gathered a lot of the guys at the beginning of this month to do some workouts 
that were, you know, no, no coaches or anything, just so, some player mm-hmm. workouts. So, you know, he's he's had, it's not like he's been just chilling this offseason. Right. Uh, so you have right. to remember that too. A couple of other notes. Steve Clifford's still adamant that the offense may take a step back, but the defense may improve off of their ninth place finish last season. MKG said his expectation is set at the number one defense or number two defense in the league. So they really, I mean, defense seems to be the focus of this team this season. It's always a focus, but I, I think it's even taken uh, a heightened focus this season after, you know, last season was all about three-point shooting, three-point shooting, three-point shooting. Seems to be going back towards the defensive side of the ball. Marco Bellinelli has been working on bringing the ball up and working on his handle in the pick and roll. We'll see. It's not He's not going to, going to be a point guard by any stretch of the <laughs> imagination, but... That's what he's been focusing on this season. It just is overall, you know, I think he, every shooter wants to be known as a playmaker, not a shooter. So, you know, he's he's working on that. Frank Kaminsky told live with Matt and Matt that he's been working on new ways to score, including fading away, posting up, and we'll, we'll hear it over and over. I think this season they're going to want to look to get Frank Kaminsky more looks inside. We'll see if it happens. To hear Clifford speak on on Frank, just a little preview for that. I mean, he sounds pretty confident, which was maybe the best thing I heard uh, coming out of those that media day myself. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, he spoke to live with Matt and Matt as well, and and he really is. He's he's super confident, and he mentioned in that. I thought this was interesting that you know one of the reasons they keyed in on him at the draft was that he was, and this is going this is going to upset some people. I know. But that mm-hmm. basically he was a four-year uh, player at Wisconsin, and he carried his team as opposed to some of the 18 or 19-year-olds around him in that draft that were the third or fourth best player on their team. They wanted to target a guy that was the best player on on a team that did really well, and and that was or or maybe they didn't go into it wanting to target a guy like that, right. but that appealed to them when it came to Frank Kaminsky versus others. I know that's going to really, that's going to get under some people's skin who are very, uh, they want the talent evaluation to be about the player and the, you know, projecting how they're going to be an NBA player as opposed to what they did in college. But that doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be uh, the, the, the priority in that draft pick. Interesting to hear. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay. Still good. <laughs> <laughs> but he's confident. He's confident that Frank Kaminsky can be an impact player this season. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's, uh, let's send it over to uh, Justin Thomas, ESPN 730. He also helps me host Hive Talk Live Thursdays. We'll continue to do that this season. He was at Media Day uh, repping ESPN 730 and uh, got a chance to hear from Kimball Walker. We talked about that. Take it away, Justin. <laughs> Um, you know, he touched on numerous things. He touched on you know, his all-star expectation. Um, he, he touched on some things about Clifford as a coach and what he enjoyed about him. And he talked about, you know, the, the social injustice things that are going on right now. So it was a fun little day hanging out with Kimba. Let's start with the, the all-star uh, talk around Kimball Walker because, you know, a lot of people are asking about this. What can Kimball Walker do to take that next leap? And, and it was interesting to hear that Kimball Walker himself has all-star expectations uh, when asked about it Kimba said I, you know I, I think this year it, it might be in terms of the year that he gets selected to an all-star team uh, but 
He also said, in order for me to be an all-star, we have to win. So what do you think about that? Him have, are you okay with him having those all-star expectations for himself? I, I am. Um, I, I, I like confidence. And, and this is a new side of Kimba. Um, I, he's usually not, I, I guess you would say, that straightforward. But it, it's also good because you know that, you know, winning and making the all-star team goes hand-in-hand. And though he's confident in, his, in himself of being an all-star, he also knows that the expectations for this team aren't as high as his expectations of actually making the all-star game. A lot of my friends, you know, we have a huge group chat, so you know, they send a lot of things in the group chat sometimes. And you know, some of the things that they send is you know, people don't think we're going to be good, so I don't know if we have high expectations. And I kind of like it that way because the year we did have high expectations – they work out so well. So I'd rather kind of be the underdog. You know, Kimba is used to being an underdog. I think as an undersized guard, there are a lot of questions about his ability to lead a team, to be able to sustain himself in this league. And so even though he is getting all-star chatter now, and even though he is allowing himself to partake in those expectations for his uh, singular performance, he understands that, you know, in order for that to happen, the team has to win. And he also understands that not a lot of people are expecting this team to win. So it's it's that's a very interesting, Justin. And you know, Doug, you wouldn't you wouldn't have gotten this from Kimba two years ago. But multiple guys um, touched on it today. Sessions talked about it. Um, McRoberts talked about it. As guys continue, their confidence grows as their comfort level grows. So Kimba has been in this league a number of years. He had a really good season last year. And now you can see he's a little bit more vocal in, in how he feels and what he thinks of the team and his personal goals. And, and that's a good sign because that means he's getting comfortable. He's playing good basketball. So Kimba, I'm sure he's, he's itching for this season to start. So um, I think people can, can expect a lot. And Kimba's going to have to do a lot this year. Um, he won't have to do a ton, but, you know, when you lose key pieces, you know, you have to make up the things in certain areas. So, you know, Kimba has, has started off strong as far as his expectations and how he feels about this team. So it's time to play basketball now. Yeah, and you mentioned losing those pieces, uh, Big Al Jefferson, Courtney Lee, and Jeremy Lin. Those three guys, vital pieces to the the back half of that season, and then the 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 short playoff run. And a lot of people nationally, I think, are are dinging the Hornets for losing those three key pieces. They bring in two pieces in Marco Bellinelli and Roy Hibbert, uh, two guys that have to revitalize their career here in Charlotte. And uh, we have a piece of audio that you got as well, Kimba Walker confident that Marco Bellinelli and Roy Hibbert can contribute and contribute a lot to this Hornets team. And he's confident in that because of one reason, head coach Steve Clifford. I think, I just think Cliff has that effect on guys. He's, he's a great coach. He, he knows how to, you know, talk to guys. He, he, he knows how to get guys to take their game to another level. Um, He's done it with me and he's done it with a lot of guys. Bismack Biombo, Josh McRoberts, Nick Batum, Jeremy Lamb, uh, Big Al Jefferson, Jeremy Lynn, Courtney Lee, all players that Kim, that uh, head coach Steve Clifford has uh, gotten to a, a higher level of play. And a lot of these guys ended up getting big paychecks as a result, including Nick Batum, who signs that near-max deal 
with the Charlotte Hornets. Justin, Kemba showering praise on Steve Clifford. This is not the, the first praise we've heard of the head coach from the player, but it's but it's nice to hear it from the, the captain of the team that they're on the same page. Clifford is a guy I thoroughly enjoy being around because you, he cares so much. And, and when you care, you put in the, the proper hours. And guys love it. I remember last season, Batum was here for like, it might not have even been a month into the season. And somebody asked him about Clifford. He said, man, I've been here about a month and I already love him. And, and coaches like for a guy that can get the best out of them. I think when, when Al Jefferson came here, nobody was screaming, oh, man, this was this was such a great free agent signing. And then when you saw Alex Charles, he was like, wow, no, he played well. Clifford got a lot out of him. And then you think Jeremy Lin. Nobody like Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin's a pretty good basketball player. Jeremy Lin comes to Charlotte, has the best year of his career. Courtney Lee comes in mid-season and helps make a strong playoff push. And, and guys rave about Clifford. I, I think it's just... He puts in the same amount of effort, if not more, than his players. Kimba last year spoke on he's sometime in the facility before himself, and, and Kimba prides himself on his work ethic. And, and Clifford wants to win, and, and, and guys admire that, and guys like that. And Marco Bellinelli is a guy that he's spoken highly of, and Roy Hibbert. So if there's anything, I, I don't, you're going to have a drop off when you lose certain guys, but knowing Clifford and his track record and what he's going to do with his players, he's going to get the best out of it. He's going to get the best out of them. So if the Hornets have a good year, I, I don't think people should be surprised because Clifford does his homework, and when he does his homework, it relates to success on the court with his players. Steve Clifford fielding questions. Many players at Media Day having to field questions about everything going on in the community of Charlotte, North Carolina, surrounding the uh, uh, the shooting of Keith Lamont Scott by police officers and the ensuing protests that that still continue today uh Kemba had to he's the captain I mean he's the team captain he's a leader he was certainly going to field this these questions uh when asks when asked what uh his role what what he or the team would be doing to help heal the community he said we're working on that as an organization the NBA as a league the and the MBPA and uh, he also said he hasn't seen all of the videos, but that he knows that they are are disturbing to watch, that he's been watching the coverage on CNN. And uh, he when asked about his emotions surrounding this event, he had this to say. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always a tough situation on on both ends. You know, I don't I can't really you know, speak for the the police officers, um, I don't know what they're feeling at the time. I don't know what they're going through. Um, but it's, it's hard. It's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. Um, you know, I never want to see you know, anyone you know, being killed for, for no reason. So it's pretty disturbing. Justin, pretty are you satisfied with his response to, to this incident? I mean, this is really the first opportunity. We've heard a lot from the Carolina Panthers because they are in season. We've heard a lot of uh, talk from Cam Newton, and we've heard some criticism of Cam Newton's response to racial issues in the past. Uh, and, and all eyes are on him in, in terms of what he's even wearing you know, pre-game. Uh, so now Kimba Walker is the the leader of the Charlotte Hornets. He's had his opportunity to speak on this issue. How do you feel about his response? I would say from the PR standpoint, um, Kimba did the right thing. 
Um, he said, you know, the league will work on it, myself um, included. Um, he, you know, he mentioned he mentioned the police officers and, and he mentioned that things were wrong. But I would have liked a little bit more because we know that before media day that the guys came in and said, hey, you're going to be asked these questions. I would have wanted something a little bit more genuine. He could have said something like, um, um, it's tough, um, you know, being, being a black, being a black man in this country, um, there's some things that don't always work in our faith and, you know, things are going on right now. Okay. It's it's not good. Um, I can't, you know, dance around that. It, it's not good. Um, we, we need some change with this forward. Um, as far as being in the community, we need to be more active, uh, you know, doing more community events, um, being able, being able to be touched, being able to be seen, be able to actually communicate, um, have a dialect, things of those nature. Because every, there's no, I guess, perfect solution to a lot of things as far as far as things that are going on and, you know, things as far as working in the community. But you want to hear something that sounds genuine, not something that you feel like you've been coached on. Because I've been very critical of Cam on it. I've, um, Cam was was super black eight months ago, and, and now he's much softer in his stance and he's He's tiptoeing the line. He doesn't want to offend one side. He don't want to upset the other side. Um, Kimba did a little bit of that, but I guess from the PR standpoint, um, they're going to be happy because he touched on all three as far as the league, the police, and the, the shooting victims. But um, it could have been a little bit better because I know he's seen those videos. But, um, you know, he came out, you know, I guess he did what, you know, he was supposed to do. But I would definitely like to hear something that that meant a little more. I think it's interesting, right? Because he is, you know, after Al Jefferson left, I mean, I feel like, and with MKG not having played a lot over the past couple of seasons, I really feel like Kimball Walker is the one de facto team leader. And whether it's fair or not, because as individuals, we all have uh, the right and we all certainly have uh, differing opinions, and sometimes we have no opinion. Sometimes we just we don't know how to put our thoughts together as individuals. And uh, but I think, fair or not, we look to leaders of sport team of sporting teams, uh, including Cam Newton, uh, to to speak out on these issues. And uh, yeah, I, I, I I'm kind of with you, Justin. I didn't feel like the statement was very strong. It was certainly unified in that you know he leaned a lot on the NBA and the organization uh, to and, and didn't didn't really speak out of turn and you know basically said you know we're working we don't know exactly how we're going to get involved in the community we're working on it and you know sort of pushing things into the future uh, but you know he he went on to say in terms of his emotions that he he did feel that that it was very disturbing it's like he. He was he was getting there, uh, and and then it, it pulled back a little bit. I, I think he's going to be forced to talk more about this in the future. I mean, this is Kimball Walker lives in Charlotte. I mean, this isn't you know an instance of a of a, a superstar that may only be here one or two more years. I mean, he's signed long term. He's been here for six seasons now, six years, and or he's been yeah, and you know he he's a part of the the Charlotte community, even though he wasn't born here. Uh, so, yeah, I think he has a responsibility to to take a leader. It, it can't just be a leadership role on the basketball court, I think, is is the point that some people would make. It does, because like when Colin Kaepernick, when he took his knee um, and he was asked about it in the locker room, it, 
you you were kind of wondering like why he did what he did, and then when you heard him speak, you said, okay, you know, he he's thought about this. Like this is something that has been on his mind, has been on heavy on his heart, so he wanted to speak about it. And then when you hear from Timber, it was like, um, I didn't I didn't feel that. I I didn't feel that it was disturbed. I don't feel that there was some uneasiness when you got this news because as as, men, as black men, when things like this happen, oh, we talk about it. I mean, I have multiple text messages, multiple phone calls throughout the day. We talk about it because it involves us. And people would like to hear that. The conversation that you have with your friends, people would like to hear that and it could be transparent. Then people can say, you know what, not only do I like him as a basketball player, but we can we're we're seeing out of on some things that that involves us as men. Great stuff there from Justin Doug and, and you guys spoke about a little bit of Akimba. It was interesting to me last year wasn't really looking for the all star nod, you know, maybe going into this year a little more focused on that. But I agree with him completely and we've said this from the get go. For him to get that, it's gonna take the team winning. Yeah, absolutely, because when you don't when you are that fringe star talent, which Kimba is. He's not a he's not an automatic all-star. He's not somebody that came into the league with a ton of buzz and a, and a, and then, you know, that superstar moniker and that superstar talent, then you can't afford to be on a losing team. Like, you know, a, a superstar, a, a Paul George, you know, can play extremely well and Indiana could lose a ton of games and he he would still be an all-star, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Bo- Boogie Cousins, same way. Um Right. So, you know, and, and that's, I guess that's a better example since Sacramento is a, a, a garbage fire. But yeah, um, exactly. And, and, yeah. and Kemba, and Kemba um, is not one of those guys that, you know, takes to Twitter when he, when he doesn't get the votes or correct. Um, that's what makes know, this big. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's good um, that he's aware of it and that he's, you know, in the talks and is putting it as somewhat sort of a personal goal, but still keeps the, the team focused out front and and knows that that's going to be the most important thing. All right. Thanks for listening to Locked on Hornets presented by Hive Talk Live. And thanks to our sponsor, SeatGeek. Download the app and use the promo code LOHORNETS to get $20 off your first purchase. Follow us on Twitter at Hive Talk Live. We'll be updating from the first day of practice at Spectrum Center. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a five-star review and help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. And we want to hear from you. Email us your Hornets thoughts, your questions, your comments on everything that happened at Media Day, everything that we went over on the show. Buzzbuzz at HiveTalkLive.com. That's the email. Hive Talk Live is a presentation of SB Nations at thehive.com. And of course, the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm off to cover the Hornets' first practice of the season. We'll have that for you tomorrow. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV? Don't blame it on.